You're listening to the Reclusive Blogger Interviews, and this is Episode 2 with Joya Communications founder, Erica Darora. On episode two, we have PR Erica Dorora. She's been working in the music industry for nearly a decade. Ever since starting her international music blog, Musical Notes Global, before pivoting to a career in PR. All throughout her career, it's been her passion for music and celebrating stories of all types of artists from all over the world that stays at the core of her work. This is what has led her to her newest project, Joya Communications, a boutique music PR agency centered on highlighting what makes you, you, and bringing buzz to your latest releases and projects through targeted and personalized press campaigns and materials. Okay, so um, now you can start a little intro, say your name, and then what you do, and um, just a little bit about yourself and where people can find you. Okay. Um, I'm Erica Dorora. I am a publicist and music blogger. Um, I founded Musical Notes Global, um, where I cover all different kinds of music from all over the world. And um, I also own the PR agency, Joya Communications. Um, For my music blog, you can follow at MNG blog on Instagram. Um, Check out musicalnotesglobal.com. For Joya Communications, you can check us out uh, at joyacommunications.com or at joyacom on Instagram. G-I-O-I-A-C-O-M-M. I want to start out with um, how has your January been so far? It's been good. It's been really busy. Um, I am in the process or I've been in the process of launching my new PR agency, Joya Communications. So everything that goes along with that, building the website, um, building up a client base and all that stuff. Um, So I can't believe the month is almost over already, but (laughs) yeah, it's been busy, but it's been great. So. Um, And and going back to your uh, new agency, can you uh, kind of talk some about that and why you decided to step out on your own? Sure. So um, I've been working in, PR for, gosh, how many years has it been? Four or five years. Um, And I just felt like it was time to um, start my own business. Um, I'm just, I'm such a music lover, of course. Like, you know, it's my whole life from my work and my blog. And so um, just made sense right now. Um, and, um, I'm based in Connecticut, so I am looking to, although, like I said, I love all different kinds of music, bands from all over the country, 
anywhere in the world. Um, but since I'm so close to New York, um, you know, and obviously in Connecticut too, there's a great music scene here. So it'll be great to be able to connect with more bands in this area. And um, yeah, um, so it's been, you know, it's definitely different um, starting your own thing versus working with an agency, but, um, I'm very excited and, um, to be able to grow more in my work and uh, to be able to help more artists. Um, it's very exciting. Uh, to go into PR more for people that don't really know about what that is and how that kind of drives the music industry. Can you kind of go into, um, what you do? Sure. So um, PR um, is something that um, it can be a little bit difficult to explain when Mm -hmm. you're talking to somebody who's not like in the industry or who's not familiar with it. But basically it's just um, working with whether it's an artist or a company or a brand, um, working with them to get their name out there in the world and to help them build up an online presence, um, to help establish their credibility, um, for bands. This means, um, setting up interviews and reviews around new releases, albums, singles, music videos, tours, um, all that kind of stuff. So eventually, you know, PR is a very important part of the, of an artist's, a career path. It's a way for them to uh, not only get attention around their releases, but it's a way for them to um, gives them another avenue to connect with more people. And through things like interviews, um, people, whoever is coming across them can really get to know them on a different level, like outside of their music. Because a lot of interviews, um, you know, like they're not just um, focused on the album or whatever the band is releasing, but they'll ask some fun questions, mm-hmm. like what their favorite food is, or um, yeah, you know, some some stuff like that. So it's a good way for artists to um, show who they are as people um, outside of music, and that's really yeah. a lot of times is um, it's an, another way for people to connect and so yeah PR is it's very important and yeah so I guess I kind of want to go back to um why you chose the uh name for your agency sure so um Joya Communications um was something that came out of um two things, my passion for music and my cultural background. So I'm Italian American. Uh, My dad is from Italy. So I've always been very tied to that culture and Gioia means joy in Italian. Um, And music is something that has always given me so much joy. And I know that it's given so many people in the world joy and through our whole lives. It's something that really like accompanies us um, like the beginning to the end of our lives. So 
Um, I really wanted to incorporate that into like the backbone of the business, the joy of music and the joy, like for bands and artists, music is um, one of their greatest joys. So I thought that was important to really like build a business around. And um, of of course, like I said, I'm very connected to my, my roots. So it was a cool way to put those two things together. What was the first song or artist that really did bring you joy? is a really good question um my goodness wow that is a really good question um i grew up listening to a lot of um a lot of elvis (laughs) and um bruce springsteen was always very important um to me my mom loves elvis she's a major elvis fan yeah he's just He's just Elvis. Like, what can you say? He's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think. Like, Have you seen the movie yet? I did. I did. I thought Austin Butler did a fantastic job. Yeah, he um, did. It was. It was. The everything was just really uncanny. It was just it was very creepy in a way, but so well done. Yeah, it was. He did it so well that it was like, yeah, it was really. Um, didn't throw you off but it was like wow this is yeah I think they picked the perfect person to play him because he's a hard person to it's always hard to cast somebody to play Mm -hmm. somebody who you know like a big celebrity like that but especially him because he was so unique and um, unique in his look and unique in his um, the way he presented himself I think it was he did a really good job but yeah, so Elvis was always really important. And um, so a lot of those songs were something that always um, really uh, was very interesting to me, really intriguing. Cause he, you know, he combined rock and blues and he did gospel. And so he had like a very um, wide range in his catalog. Um, so anything like Jailhouse Rock, and of course now I can't think of specific songs, but um, yeah, a lot of those songs. Bruce Springsteen, I loved um, from a young age too. I remember hearing like his Born in the USA album when I was probably in grade school, and the the imagery that he was like um, weaving in his songs always was something that really uh had a hold on me so he's always like um somebody that he's always on my playlist you know um but yeah there's so much yeah i'm a big fan of bruce oh my god i love his new album the covers that he did Mm -hmm. oh so good um but yeah and i also love uh a lot of like the like any feel-good songs like um Gosh, it's so horrible. I can't think of anything specific, but anything that is like vibrant and yeah, feel good. I don't know. I just, I love music is like, I love everything. So it's always so hard to pinpoint, but um, yeah, even like, you know, the boy bands from the nineties, I think those two are always Um, things that's like, 
when you were you feed. a Backstreet Boys or in uh, sync fan? Backstreet Boys. I like oh, them both. Oh no, I was in sync fan. I was an in sync fan. <laughs> I appreciate in sync. I was though. hardcore in sync. <laughs> What's like funny back is- then? I was so hardcore in sync. <laughs> it was uh, no. It was no. If <laughs> no, I you know I do I appreciate them both for what they are because I think they're both. Um, they're both boy bands, but they both had different strengths, I think. So, um, I definitely, you know, like a lot of their stuff too. Um, but yeah, I always find myself going to like the stuff that's familiar like that. That's fun. And Mm -hmm. especially when you're not having a good day, it's always good to go to, (laughs) go to the boy bands and stuff to just, um, get a little sunshine, you know, so. And I know that you, uh, when you sent over some of the, your notes that you mentioned Monoskin. Oh yeah. (laughs) You have to go there. Of course. I was excited when I saw, I think when on um, your blog, I saw you or maybe on your, your Instagram, it was on my Instagram. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was excited when I saw that. Yeah. So um, every year I watch the San Remo Music Festival. Um, it's the big mm-hmm. uh, Italian music festival and Eurovision too. Um, so I've seen, mm-hmm. even before they were in San Remo, I had seen Maniskin and Floating around out in the world for a few years, I think. And um so when they did San Remo, uh, I was like, oh, like, wow. Because they were like in the, I think more in the indie world. And um, when they did that, and they really were like one of the standouts. And then they did Eurovision and they won. And of course, you know, <laughs> because I'm Italian, um, it was very exciting that Italy won that year. And now to mm-hmm. see them. Uh, like taking over the world is so incredible but also like I think they were so needed in today's uh, music landscape like they're I think different than anything that we've ever seen at least not for a while like their sound is like different than what's been on the radio and a lot of what's been out there and it's like yeah yeah like their agree. whole vibe is cool you know um they're very like ahead of the trend and yeah so it's been awesome to see that and it's just for refreshing it's always great like when these new sounds come around and you're like wow like they're a band that make you go wow like the first time you hear yeah them, so. for sure um mm-hmm. have you seen them live yet uh yeah uh the 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 picture comes oh, that's from right. that's uh, right yeah th- yeah yeah the picture comes from I they oh, some of us stayed around afterwards and and uh seeing if they were gonna come out and they man and they did come out and it was a small intimate get at K Rock and so that's that, awesome. it was it was it was yeah it was and so it was right before well I guess they were like kind of blowing up. And it was now they're like huge, huge. And so it was a little small gig. They did like a lot of their uh, big hits, including the cover. 
And they yeah. did my uh, one of my favorites. Yeah, I'm not even gonna try to pr- uh, <laughs> pronounce it because it's it's in Italian. But uh, yeah, but they're so good, and they are like you said. Um, they're just very refreshing. They don't sound like anything else out now, but yet they do have sort of like a nostalgic sound as well. Yeah. Because there's not a lot of rock. Yeah. There's not a lot of um, like straight rock bands that are just going that hard. I love rock. So it's like really awesome to Mm -hmm. see it coming back now. Like, yeah, it's just so good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because to when, um, even though I cover a lot of just of all types of music on my blog and, and go to a lot of pop shows now and things like that. Like when I was a teenager, that was pretty much all I listened to was rock music. I was into MCR and um, Good Charlotte at one point and AFI and 30 Seconds to Mars and uh, The Bravery, who I know is, they're reuniting. And so I was just into a lot of rock music. I'm, I still am. So it is really great to see that a lot of that sound and other rock sound is really coming back. Yeah. It's really, yeah. Like it's exciting. I love it. I can't wait to be able to mm-hmm. see them. I missed their, I know they were on tour in the fall and the winter, I think here, but hopefully next time they come, I'll be able to get out to see them. But yeah. Yeah. Have you heard their, uh, their uh, album yet? Rush. I did. It's great. <laughs> of course. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of my favorite tracks on there is, is uh, Gasoline. Oh, yeah. So I, I want to kind of ask why you decided to go into the music industry. Was there like a specific turn, like a specific, ugh, sorry. That's Was okay. there kind of a specific turning point or um band or a moment in your life that made you choose this path music is has always been um very important to me it's always been just like feels like it's part of me so um from a very young age i think um i always felt that i needed to be in music somehow um but for a very long time even when i was in college like I didn't know how to get there or what I wanted to do in the industry. And of course, um, it's a difficult industry to get into. Um, mm-hmm. So, and it's not something, it's not a traditional field. Um, so you don't, it's not something that you learn about when you're going through school, at least not where I was. Um so I wasn't even sure how to go about it. I just knew that I needed to be in it. And um, so when I was in college, um, my uh, bachelor's degree is in English literature um, with a focus in cultural studies. Um, and um, when I was doing that I was still like I need to be in music like I knew that degree was going to be useful 
because um, I've always been very um, like writing oriented. So I knew it was going to be useful, whatever job I got, but I was still like, I know I need to be in music. So, um, and I even thought about like going into music law because so, I was still like thinking about like what I wanted to do. And I think to college is even in college when everybody says like, you're supposed to like, you have to pick your major and figure out what you want to do. A lot of times you still don't know until after. Mm. And even then, like, sometimes your passion changes. Um, but so once I graduated, I'm still trying to figure things out. And um, I decided to start my music blog, um, which was connected to um, loving music from different parts of the world, like Italy and um, Latin America. And for so long before streaming and YouTube and Spotify and all that, it was difficult to get a hold of what was current in, especially in Italy. Um, and so once YouTube got really popular and Spotify and stuff, it was easier to get access to that. So my blog started as a way to bring attention to those artists, but also as a way for me to put a toe into the music industry. Mm -hmm. And from there, once I started building that up, I started meeting all different kinds of people in the industry, so managers, publicists, um, labels, artists themselves. And I started seeing more of like the jobs that existed in music, um, which was something that beyond like the technical side of things you would hear about producing, engineering, and that wasn't something that I was sure that I wanted to do. Um but once I started seeing more of these things, like the managers, publicists, I said, oh, okay, this is like getting closer to, I think, what I'm interested in. And the it was the um, publicity that really stuck with me. And because that was, there's a lot of writing involved and <laughs> music. So um, it was something that let me combine those two passions. And I think like that was the right path for me. Um, because like I said, it's something where I can combine what I love and do it every day and, um, you know, like make a living off of it. So that was a very long <laughs> story about no. um, how I got into music and PR. <laughs> um, I know, but it actually just leads me to my next question, which was, um, what tips would you have for someone that knows what they want to do or has an idea of what they want to do, but doesn't know how to proceed? 
Um, in the music industry, you mean? Yes. So yeah, in the music industry, yes. Um, so I would suggest um joining Facebook groups in the industry, getting on LinkedIn, um, and finding those people who, you know, publicists, managers, um, labels. A lot of times labels, you'll see them um, talking, I think on LinkedIn, I've seen, uh, like when you follow the label pages, they'll like highlight some of their employees there. So those are the Facebook groups and the LinkedIn, I think are two good places um, to learn more about different jobs. And the Facebook groups are really, it's networking, but it's more it's a little more like casual and it's a really great way to form relationships and friendships. I know I've made some really great um, contacts and friendships out of Facebook groups. Like um, a really great one for women is music biz besties. Um, And there's, you know, and even there's um, groups that are location oriented. So New York might have, um, industry specific groups, San Francisco might have their own. Um, and so that's, I think it's important to network. And I know like the term network can be very intimidating and Mm -hmm. especially for introverts, like I'm an introvert and the term networking freaks me out. So, um, I think, um, Facebook makes it easy, um, to do that, but where it feels like, oh, you're just making new friends. And instead of like, oh, I'm going here to like make a connection. And, um, but also even, um, a lot of small blogs and, um, websites like yours, um, are Mm -hmm. interviewing and talking to a lot of people who work behind the scenes. So, um, that's a great way if people follow any of those, um, sites um that's a great way to learn more about um, different jobs um yeah i think i would start there facebook groups i think are a big one linkedin is always good um and blogs youtube Mm -hmm. i would agree those are all um really great choices is it's to me like you mentioned before I'm introverted as well and so I the one of the reasons why I started doing this was to kind of get out of that um introvert introversion and because it's I don't want to say it can hamper people too much I don't like to say stuff like that too much (laughs) but but I, but you do realize that there's a whole great big, uh, wide world out there, and the there there's so many opportunities and things out there if you just kind of step outside of your comfort zone and try to get to them. And yeah. so that's what I was trying to do. But oh yes, no, go ahead. I was just agreeing. Oh no. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah. And so, um. Yeah, I was just saying that you can just kind of take maybe what's comfortable for you, baby steps or whatever. So, yeah, that's all. 
that's what I was doing with, I guess, very, I guess it was very similar with you when you started your blog and, and I guess with mine. Yeah. When I started, is, mm -hmm. Yeah. When I started mine, like, um, I started, of course, doing the written interviews and everything behind a computer screen. Right. And then I started doing stuff in person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've done some artist. of those in person. In person. Yeah. Yeah, and mm -hmm. that was um, when I first started doing those. That was a little nerve wracking because I yeah, it is mm -hmm. more comfortable being behind a screen. Um, and you know, some people yeah. are better in writing than they are speaking. Um, especially when if you're an introvert, you get nervous or social anxiety. Like when you're writing something out, you have more time to get your thoughts together than when you're like talking in person but it's like you said it's a great way to um get out of your comfort zone a little bit and explore and meet new people um I think that's something mm -hmm. that um I'm really grateful for is because I took that chance of uh, yep. starting the blog it opened up a whole world for me um and even, yep. even when, you know, when I started, I was just like writing little reviews and stuff. And even that was like, oh my mm -hmm. God, people might be reading this. <laughs> like, you know, it's yeah. like, you know, it a little scary, but um, if I didn't do that, I wouldn't mm -hmm. be where I am today. So, um, mm -hmm. and I know like there are so many people out there who like, you know, introverts, I think a lot of times they, you can get stuck in a little loop like you want to do something but then yep. you overthink it and sometimes you just yes, to, like yes, take yes. the leap because what's on the other side of that anxiety is worth it so mm -hmm. yep yeah I, I I remember when um I got first I got uh I first had to do like um an interview and it was an interview in person with a band and when I first thought I was going to do the interview, I thought it was just going to be written, but it was actually in person with the band. And I was really, really nervous. It wasn't so much preparing the questions. It was more so just like doing the interview in person. But once I was like doing the interview and I was done, I was like, wait a minute. I would <laughs> like to do this again. Yeah, right? Because it was That's fun. That you want yeah. to keep doing mm -hmm. them. And it's so yeah. fun to meet like bands and it's still fun for me, you know, when I'm, I've done mm -hmm. a lot and you have too at this point. Um, it's mm -hmm. still fun and exciting and always exciting yep. to meet new people, new bands and see what they, they're about. Yeah. It's just, it gets addicting. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess to, um, kind of go on from that um are there any things that you do to kind of kind of keep that excitement or creative spark mm, that's a good question uh well I think something that's very important that I I think I know for me I forget it a lot and maybe other people in the industry too is especially like when you're working in music, music becomes your whole life. Uh, and it's a 24 mm -hmm. seven thing, which is great. And 
awesome. And we're so lucky to be able to do what we do. But sometimes you do have to step back from it for a minute and like mm-hmm. vacation, go to the beach, like um, read a book. It just helps you keep your perspective, I think, and helps you stay excited about what you care about. You know, because I think too, like music industry is a is an industry that I think I think everybody in it is driven by their passion for music and mm-hmm. um, you're working hard and a lot of the jobs are like 24 seven jobs. Um, mm-hmm. So it's easy, I think to let that take over. Um, so I think it, it's important to take those moments when you can to like go exercise, do yoga, like, Go out to dinner. Just those little things, I think, yeah. help you to like mm-hmm. hold on to the passion and um, the creativity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's easy to. I know I've yeah. a lot to do. Like, I think you know I'm working all the time and consuming music all the time and listening to the music I love all mm-hmm. the time. And um, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh. I forget to say, wait a minute, I need to, you know, maybe go, like, get a sandwich somewhere, <laughs> or, like, you know, just do something a little bit different. And... Yeah, I know yesterday, I, t- I just took some time out, and I was in the kitchen, and I was uh, baking, yeah, and I made a pizza, and I baked a cake, and I just took that little time out for myself. Yeah, that's a really good one, too. And it, you know, it changes where your brain is focusing. And a lot of times when you're mm-hmm. doing that, like even something like taking a shower, like that lets mm-hmm. your brain rest and like helps you generate new ideas. You know, mm-hmm. I've got some really great ideas, like when I'm doing something like baking or, you know, something where you're thinking about something else and then it helps you do more of what you want to do if that makes sense but yeah we're gonna end on a few um this or that questions and then um yeah and then if that's fine with you um and then uh like some kind of fun questions because we've been talking a lot about i guess we've been doing a lot of serious questions yeah no let's do some Um, fun stuff (laughs) Yeah. Um, what has, are there, is there any kind of like podcast or album that you've just been binging on lately? Oh, gosh. I'm always so bad at these on the spot things. Um, uh, hold on. I have to look at my, I gotta look at my my library. Hold on. Um, Oh, well, not specific albums, but some artists. Mm-hmm. Playlist? Um, some artists I've been listening to a lot have been Young Rising Suns, mm-hmm. Nightly, and uh, Camilo. He's a really great um, oh, okay. Colombian singer. Um yeah, so I think like I've 
I've had those on a quite a loop, I think, lately. <laughs> and I'm, my next question would be, uh, what three words would you use to define your creative self? Oh, these are really good questions. Um, <laughs> my creative self. Oh, I think maybe introspective. I'm always like thinking about like the reason behind things and um, like psychology is very like fascinating to me. Um, like the reasons behind action. So um, I think, you know, part of why I like music so much, or maybe not part of why I like music so much, but why when I'm interviewing artists, I like to not just focus on the music, but get to know more about like why they're doing what they're doing. Um, so I think, yeah, okay. Yeah, so I think introspective. I think because I even when I'm doing stuff, I'm like, okay, why am I doing this? Like, I think you know, sometimes you just overthink things. But introspective, um, I think curious. Um, I think those kind of go together, and I guess passionate. I guess. I think my last guest said curious too. Yeah, like when I asked like him that question. Curiosity, like I'm very I love learning. Um so I think curious is like I like learning about people, about how mm -hmm. like songs are made. Um Yeah, I'm like, the same. Yeah. Um mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think those three. <laughs> Yeah, like I'm the I'm I will be up all night on YouTube going down like a rabbit hole. Yes, on like all different different types of YouTube channels yeah. that are on different on like music theory, how songs are written, uh, artist history, things like that. Yes. I for a while I was stuck on Hamilton. It okay. was I was stuck on Hamilton for a while. Yeah, I yeah, I could watch like the behind the music stuff like um, I guess this one question then we'll do a few this and that. Okay. When was the last time you felt nostalgic? Last time I felt nostalgic. You have some really good questions. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Thank you. Um last time I felt nostalgic. I think it's like about a lot mm -hmm. of these old bands doing reunion things and like mm -hmm. um, like 98 Degrees or New Kids on the Block, mm -hmm. even though like the new kids were like a little before me. Um, it just like mm -hmm. makes me miss like, like that different time, just like in the world, like in the 90s. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, yeah. You know, it was a little 
way, obviously way different, but yeah. And of course, anytime like those NSYNC some songs come on, or <laughs> any yeah, yeah, that I like was heard growing up. Like you could be in a grocery store or something, and mm-hmm. like tearing up my heart comes on. You're like, oh man, like <laughs> miss those. Yeah, you're still going back to when you're a kid. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think a little bit of that happened with me when I heard the bravery was reuniting. Oh. And I was like, oh, man, I remember. Yeah, because <laughs> I listened to them when I was, uh, man, I was like early teens. Some, it was somewhere around there. I was a teenager. And so I just started going off. To, I was just talking about all the different <laughs> things. I listened to them when I was a teen and it got me through this. And it was just like. Yeah, I I understand that feeling when like a band yeah that you liked when you were younger, but they they they're not a band anymore. They reunite, so you just start going yeah. off on all the nostalgia. Yeah, and you just remember those feelings, or like when you heard like mm-hmm. this, a certain song for the first time, or something, or see the first time you saw a music video. You know, mm-hmm. it's like of course when you're younger, like it's like hits so different of course now you know like mm-hmm. you love when you love music and you see your favorite band like put out a new video you still get excited but like when you're that age like i don't know between eight and 14 like it's just so it's different and so anytime mm-hmm. that piece of that <laughs> comes back and you into your adult life you're like you remember everything let's do a few this or that Um, (laughs) Twitter or Instagram? Instagram. Museum or movie theater? Museum. Or text? I think it depends on who the person is. (laughs) I think texts are really good for a lot of stuff, and I think sometimes you do need uh, a phone call and, like, to hear the other person's voice text for most things <laughs> yeah i would agree on that one iced coffee or hot coffee or or tea on this one tea summer or winter winter sunset or sunrise sunset <laughs> and i guess the last one pancakes or waffles oh pancakes mine would be french toast me too. Okay, well then French toast. We're French toast girls. Yes, absolutely. Because <laughs> I'm very picky about pancakes. And, they can't just be any pancakes. So I would do French toast. Yeah. Yeah. And okay, I guess to kind of close it out, um, is there anything that I may have forgotten or or anything that you would like to say? Anything that's coming up next for you? Um Once again, you have been listening to the Reclusive Blogger interviews. See you in the next episode.